Welcome to the Thomas Industry Update Podcast, actionable information for industry leaders. Hi, I'm Kathy Ma. I'm Sean Fitzgerald. And I'm Tony Uphoff. Welcome to the Thomas Industry Update Podcast. I'm Kathy Ma. Today, we're excited to welcome Alison Elwell, who is the Senior Safety Manager at Rosenden, one of the largest employee-owned electrical contractors in the United States. So what does a typical day in your role as a senior safety manager as Rosenden look like? I'm a senior safety manager with Rosenden. Um, my, my district covers the East Coast Renewables groups. Um, so anything I would say east of the Mississippi River is a pod of projects that's sprinkled from New York down to Texas. And we currently have about five projects going in that district where we have different job teams, uh, boots on ground in those locations, and they're building various renewable energy projects, uh, predominantly in the solar, the solar industry. Um, so I oversee the project teams and the safety division um, on each one of those projects kind of as a whole group. Right. I love that you talked about your project when it comes to the solar energy plant that you're working on in Texas. I, I heard that it's actually the largest solar energy plant in Texas. Um, can you give us a bit more background and information around the project? Because it is super exciting. It sounds very innovative and also it could be a great uh, plus to the economy. So it actually is um, the largest. It may be the largest at its completion date. I have no doubt that there will be projects that rival in size, in scale, um, in and around Texas. Obviously, there's there are some larger ones that are in the U.S. itself. Um, but that project in its completion will uh, will span about five miles in one direction of solar glass, which is very impressive and coming upon it, you know, you know, it's something big when, when you drive into that project. Um, it's a, it's a pretty remarkable site. And you're building it during a pandemic. And I hear that there has been huge disruption to supply chain and international shipping. Has it affected uh, your production timeline at all? Yes. So you actually brought up some really, really powerful things that, that do affect us in these pandemics. Um, shipping time, getting things out of state, out of country, um, the lead time, everything that has to go through its checks and balances in a normal time frame. And normal, I mean, scheduled what we're used to in the last 10, 20, 30 years is all changing because Maybe there's not enough personnel to man those operations. Maybe, you know, they're getting held up in the checks and balances, the quality or the shipping or the customs issues. There's all sorts of different things that will affect that. Um, not only that, but when you get down to the project itself, um, you're dealing with things on from a state by state basis. Obviously, um, this pandemic is it's affecting all of us. It's affecting us from, you know, one corner of the globe to the other. And so that's the bigger picture. And then you zero down on what your state or what your county is doing particularly. And we're looking at, you know, the people that are available to build such a massive project, um, you know, who, who really 
can ha be hands-on at that point. That's uh, that's obviously one of the most important parts of any job is who's actually building this. And I think that that's something that a lot of people overlook in the in the industry in general is that we don't give quite enough credit to the the fact that where you can do all of the planning and you can have all of the finances in the world to do something, but unless you actually have the people to hands-on build your project from the bottom to the top, um, you, you don't have anything at all. And it's fascinating because you did mention about local employment and community investment. So obviously building a massive solar plant is a sustainable project is good for our future. Um, how do you see your company's involvement in sustainability, um, including, you know, the, the, the project we just talked about, but also the investment you're making in your community then? So this is, this is a really fantastic project. Obviously, its scale is going to be remarkable to many different entities, both for its, um, its financial bringings, as well as just the feat in itself. Um, what, what we do as a company is we're able to create an employment opportunity for a lot of the surrounding electricians and union workers, at least with Rosenden, um, that, that serves that greater area. So we actually have quite a few people that travel all the way from Houston. So you're, we're talking, you know, about an hour and a half drive on average for most of our labor pool um, that put their time and effort and heart into this project. But at the same time, um, I think at our greatest, we'll have between 500 and 550 people working simultaneously on this project, um, all while you know there's a pandemic. So a lot of people are at a great job shortage um, but with that being said, we also have to be expert planners to be able to open up our doors to those 500 people where we can work safe, where we can work in compliance with the CDC or the state government laws um, down to the way that we do things and the way we want to do things uh, from start to finish. And so, you know, Rosenden is huge for the communities, for the surrounding areas. I know that this project uh, will serve the greater area. Um, but beyond that, you know, this is a company that looks at, hey, how can we recycle this cardboard and how can we give back to the community and what kind of community events can we do? Um, okay, the holidays are coming up. Uh, what does the city of El Campo look like as far as a structure for children that have, have gifts um, available to them during during the holiday pandemic time, something like that, you know. And so I think through and through, there's a lot of really good culture and feel to to what we're doing as a whole um, with Rosenden and with our adjacent contractors. That is lovely, Allison. And um, given your amazing background as a safety expert, how has the last year changed you and construction in terms of making sure that you're in compliance with fast moving regulations and changing landscape, really? Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Um, you know, I, I love and adore your verbiage of safety expert, but I'm far from, um, I know that myself and all other safety professionals have gone through a really strugglesome time. We're in a time of 
wearing masks 100% of the time and ensuring that our our people and our team out in the field is is safe during a pandemic, during a time where, you know, yes, we were deemed as an essential program from from maybe the beginning of time during this pandemic, but also does that mean that we're safe to proceed as a whole? Um, and so the change that has had to occur, whether it's limiting occupancy and shortening our hiring periods or affecting how hands-on we can be with our crews that are receiving the training to go be their, their own version of experts out in the field is, is a hugely impactful thing. Um, it's everything from you know, trying to get back in the routine. Um, we're having issues with you know, clothing supply and issues with, with shipping and the fuel costs that are all over the map and people's home lives that are affected. And those are all things about building a project. I think from the outside in, when you look at construction projects, you, you see these things and you start to see structures built and you start to see the land change and you start to see, you know, all of these different physical changes. But in that, there, there's a group of people behind that and, and they're experiencing things that are emotional and they're experiencing, you know, heartache or heartbreak um, in the middle of this. And to get everyone on the same page, to make sure that everyone is safe, to make sure that everyone is um, is available and present and trained and in the proper mindset to not only in one hand be struggling and dealing with and getting through a pandemic, but on the other side, um, serving their own personality or their own physical ability to build a project with us is a huge ask for anyone under the sun. And it's taken a whole lot of planning. It's taken a whole lot of conversation um, to be able to get where we are. That is amazing. Um, at Thomas, we, we always say the most successful companies are the companies that are engineered to work together, be it internally with their key departments or with external partners. Um, in this journey, who do you think within your organization that you partner with to make all these changes possible and seamless? So it's just as you described, um, we, we have a huge entity within Rosenden, there are so many different positions, everything from marketing and recruitment to, you know, our skilled engineers or our buyers and our bidders, um, you know, everything from the project management standpoint to the person physically building the project, um, our trained workers, things, things and people like that, those structures that you mentioned. Um, one of my favorite quotes by my division manager actually is the field cannot survive without management and management cannot survive without the field. Um, and so just to let that resonate a little bit, I think that that's a direct reflection of what, what you guys do and look for as Thomas, but also who we are at Rosenden. We've, employ, you know, around 6,000 people were as strong as 10,000 at times. Um, and in that there's so many intricacies of what people are doing and how people are doing things to be able to proceed the way that, that we are proceeding, but it is a huge team mentality. Um, 
you know, with our traveling teams, we eat together, we stay together, we travel together, we know each other's in and outs. We do these breakout rooms where we learn about people's personalities and their core strengths and their weaknesses and what irritates them and, and things like that. And it's pretty impressive because it's, it's all about communication at that point. And it's all about structure and putting your chess pieces where they both deserve to be and where they're strong to be. Um, and I think that that's, that's the best way to relate it is that there's no strong or weak position with a well-performing and well-functioning company. Um, it's just chess pieces. It's, it's whose best foot forward belongs in which shoe that fits. And, and that's the kind of thing where, you know, we give a lot of focus to at Rosenden and that's why, you know, my buy-in here has been so strong as I start to realize, you know, that's, that's just how things work here. And Alison, you know, what I love about your metaphor is chess playing. Now, switching our gear a little bit, if you think about your company putting together one of the largest solar plants in the world, it is not a project that you put together in days or weeks. It has to be something that someone has the vision a while back and getting the buy-in from all the stakeholders and making it happen. So now in retrospect, in hindsight, everyone knows that renewable and sustainability are important, but you guys are kind of a step ahead of a lot of other people. So can you tell us a little bit more about where this increased focus of sustainability and sustainable energy came from? Uh, and, and how you think has changed the construction industry? Absolutely. Um, so I, I did go to a commodities-based education program. And so for me, that was something that, that started with me from a long time ago. And one thing that I was really passionate about, even though I may consider myself pro-commodities, but I'm also very pro-environment you know, we can, we can create a sustainable earth as long as we do it the right way or we clean it up properly and we go through the motion that way. So it's always about finding that perfect rhythm and that perfect balance of, you know, what are we harvesting? What are we building? How are we polluting? But also how are we balancing that for the environment? How are we balancing that for sustainability? Um, to directly reflect on my own personal upbringing or education path, to a company like Rosenden, to see a company capitalize on their ability as an electrical venture, you know, usually as maybe a subcontractor to a general, um, they're, they're doing a lot of this electrical work. And then we have this innovative, independent, feisty, and just overall awesome team. I mean, I'm talking about people that I look up to for their strengths and for how brilliant they are and for how wonderfully planned and spoken and just brave they are venture out into an industry, especially um, in this division that, that I'm currently in these East coast renewables. We hear so much about what's going on, like in the deserts of California or Nevada and not to discount or discredit anything that's going on there. Every project will have its challenges and every team is very, very skilled and loyal to the practice and able to do that. Um, however, East Coast Renewables is probably one of the newer and more challenging environments because there's so many different factors that um, 
that that brings. And so to be a part of a group that that has capitalized in that and has that strength and that will to just branch off and dive into something, um, into a place of the unknown and then capitalize it and make it better and grow and amplify is, is incredibly empowering. It's energizing. It's fun. Um, it, it certainly comes with its headaches and its stressors, but, but it's so cool to see um, people be able to find a rhythm out where the norm isn't, isn't just that. What I love about your point, especially when it comes to growth and amplification, is that throughout this conversation with you, Allison, it's very clear that Rosenden is, is a thought leader and is ahead in terms of a lot of important initiatives. So apart from renewable energy, um, according to the U.S. Bureau of, of Labor, women only made up about 10% of the construction workforce, but um, Rosenden's crew really stand out as they comp comprise of 30% of the total workforce. So what strategies do you think your company employed to create these sort of trend-setting uh, initiatives? You know, and that's that's so awesome to hear just in, in hard words. Um, I think it's been pretty standard that the industry has been made up of 10% women since at least the beginning of my career, um, which, which has been short in comparison to a lot of other women in construction that that I personally know. Um, with that being said, in the last 10 years, I've migrated toward a company that, that like you said, had employed 30% of women um, in construction, which is hugely different. I mean, obviously it's three times what, what I'm kind of quote unquote used to. Um, it's, it's a huge, huge deal, I think, for Rosenden. I think it's something that instead of looking for women and instead of going out and creating kind of an unnatural feel, whether it's the marketing and HR departments or it's the way that, that people just kind of live and coexist within Rosenden, it's certainly a comfortable place to be as a woman um, here with this particular company. It's, it's been a really, really empowering journey to be part of this group. Um, it's been a huge learning experience to be a part of construction as a whole. I mean, it's obviously made who I am as a person um, down to where we are today, but to be able to walk into an office and have it feel like there's a family dynamic going just because, you know, you can look in one door and there's male and female presence everywhere around you. It's just that perfect balance. And it's that perfect, you know, energy level where we're all bringing our own strengths to the table where, you almost don't even notice that that's what's so strong about us as a group made up of 30% women. And then to venture out into the field and to see so many women union electricians and so many women CWs that are coming up and, and showing off their skills and their abilities. And we're all working in one and it's, it's things beyond just the skill level out there. It's, it's just the camaraderie and the respect 
and the way that things are done. It's that perfect rhythm and balance that I've been kind of trying to describe um, out all the way to the field where, where you feel like you have a healthy place to reside, you have a home to go to, and it's not something where, you know, you kind of have to grit your teeth or you kind of have to come, you know, with your elbows out or your, your fists up or anything like that. You just, you just go to work and you know that you can expect a healthy environment with this particular group. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Thomas Industry Update podcast. To hear the rest of my conversation with Alison Elwell, check out the extended video cut now available on YouTube and link in the show notes of today's podcast. <laughs>